Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil presents guest hosts David Bettenhausen and Carla Boney Kidd. Dave and Carla have been close friends since 1998, feeling a deeper spiritual kinship for each other. Dave and Carla had spontaneous memories of 29 past lives together while meditating. Now Dave and Carla spread the message of love and kindness and teach holistic approaches to healing. They teach meditation at their local university and senior centers. Dr. Dave was a registered nurse for 10 years before returning to medical school. He recently retired from his private practice at a small Midwestern hospital. Carla recently retired as his office manager. They now share their message together. The gift of past lives and love is the answer. And now your host, Daniel Jackson, with part one of Get Off the Karmic Wheel. Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me, your host, Daniel Jackson, and today we have Dr. Dave and Carla on our show. How are you guys doing today? We're great, Daniel. Yep, things are good for us, Daniel. It's another good day. Every day above ground is a good day until you have to come back again. Isn't that correct? That's, that's one perspective, yes. I think that many of us don't really want to keep returning here, but we do. Yeah, and we do. For the fact that a lot of times we are here to uh, to learn lessons and purpose, uh, and uh, people are not really sure of what they are or what their purpose is, and I try to tell them things, but I have other people come on the show so they can, not just their perspective, but uh, about this. So, so what is it about um, learning lessons that you guys feel is the reason for doing that? Well, Daniel... Oh. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. The, the first thing you need to know is that all, all communication is related to shared experience. Absolutely. So when you start talking about life here on earth, we need to talk about shared experience. And one of the reasons and the purpose for being here is that shared experience. We develop communication. Most of the communication with the spiritual world is really telepathic. Yeah. So if we're talking about telepathic communication, the only way to share it is by pictures, mental pictures, shared experience, shared communication. We think what we experience. We think our communication. Yes, and I, I absolutely agree with that, too, because when I talk to people about doing uh, their meditation and when they when they meditate, they're going to be shown pictures. They're going to hear voices come within their minds and that and they feel as though sometimes that oh i'm hearing it but you're not actually in your mind because that's how they communicate and, and this that sort of enters us into our our experience and how it sort of happened for us uh, i work in uh, was a physician so in our medical office they made us start using electronic medical records and it was a horrible experience to start with we all hated it most physicians didn't like it we got used to it over time but it was something that required a lot of time effort and energy and carla kept telling me i was becoming very grouchy and unapproachable and so i suggested but that person didn't exist and um so emotion so i brought it in and i um, I had meditated before. And so Carla convinced me. I said, sure, I'll try it. I was having all sorts of other issues in life at the same time. 
we started to meditate, it was almost immediate relaxing. It was fantastic as far as I got some of my own energy back, if you want to call it that. I became just taking a break from the computer and all the electronic stuff, meditating for 30 minutes. The patients would start to come in. I felt better already. It was wonderful. Other benefits I sort of discovered over that first year that I, I lost almost 100 pounds. It, meditation decreases cortisol, the fat hormone, that stress hormone. It lowers your blood pressure, lowers blood sugar. It helps decrease stress. It increases dopamine, increases serotonin, those things that we give people to help with fight depression. Meditation was wonderful. And so it, it really had some physical changes with me. And then there was a day while I was meditating and suddenly the patients were coming in and we all jumped up and ran to our, our own little offices and I was going to run down the hall, but I had to tell Carla that I thought I was speaking or seeing or experiencing her mother. Now her mother had died 19 years before and I had never met her. And, but this woman kept appearing to me and she reminded me of Carla from a side view. It's like I could imagine her eyelashes being the same. She was jovial, happy, and she kept showing me a shoe. So I had to tell Carla that I saw this shoe that I think I was talking to her mother. Carla brought up on the computer, you know, flabbergasted that he, you know, that was, we were interested to know why us. <laughs> And so the, the meditation became even more important to us because we kept thinking, maybe we'll reach somebody else. Maybe we'll somehow experience something else. And during meditation, within a few days, I had a memory. Now, the memory was from a time in this life, in 1962. I was three years old. My family was from Nebraska. We got in a little blue sedan with green suitcases and drove across the country to Boston. My dad was going to graduate school. Carla and Paula in my office got excited. They were like, when did you live in Boston? Because they were both from Boston. I said, my dad was in graduate school and the only real memory I have is married student housing and going to the beach. And on the beach, I was running on the beach and I could see the big Ferris wheel in the background and their people's feet hanging from it. I could see roller coasters, the souvenir shops along the beachfront. And I said, the strangest thing is, as I'm running on this beach, this little girl runs over and pushes me down. She sits on my chest. She gives me a kiss on the forehead. Then she jumps up. She puts both hands on her hips and she's standing there in this little blue two-piece ruffled bathing suit. And in the background, I hear a woman yell, Carla, that's not how little girls. And I remembered it. I do recall it during meditation. Um, they were always splitting up, but then, um, that was unbelievable. So, And so meditation was opening all these things. And then there was a day where a woman appeared to me. And just like when we were talking before, Daniel, it's like I could hear her, but the, it wasn't sound. Right. But it was vibration, feel, emotion, things were there. And she said, well, I've been with you for six. And I'm like, I, I don't know what this means. I'm raised Catholic. 
I thought it was strange when I was talking to Carla's mother, let alone that this entity being who says she's my spirit guide is talking to me. She's, she's telling me that she's there with the angels and that there's all this going on. And I literally think that, well, maybe Carla was right. I should have gone to the counselor. I've lost my mind. There is stuff here that I don't understand. Um, no. And then the next day I have another memory. And during this memory, I'm standing in a dark alley behind a bar and I look across the, the alley and Carla's standing there. Now, when I say Carla's standing there, I know it's Carla, but she doesn't look exactly like Carla. No, I'm younger and thinner. Yeah, it's much <laughs> younger, much thinner. She still has, she still has steel Carla blue eyes. Carla just said, but, she has, her, but you just said much thinner, oh boy. <laughs> hey. hey, yeah, and told you to pick up she's, she's got a, you do, Daniel, <laughs> and she has this little gold band on, her hair is slicked back, she's got fringed skirt, looks like a she looks like a flapper, I see two flashlights, I hear two bangs, I realize I'm shot and hit in the chest, I'm thrown on the ground and I know I'm dying, the next day during meditation, I get part of the story some more, but before this event, and I'm in a small little old, very old fashioned car, and I'm heading to Ashland Auditorium in Chicago, and it's 1920, and I'm going to the wedding of a man named Angelo that I know from the bank that I, and I've gotten an invitation, and I walk up Ashland Auditorium, and there's a makeshift church in this auditorium, and thousands of people are in and I sit down at the wedding and the same woman I saw in the alley walks out and is the wedding singer. After the wedding, I find her at the reception and I keep pestering her until she agrees to go to breakfast with me the next day. At breakfast the next day, I meet a woman Olson, who tells me her parents and that she moved from Bullock, Georgia to become a singer and a dressmaker. And we take a walk along the Chicago coastline on January 11th, 19. I return her to her little apartment on Luma Street in Little Italy in Chicago. That's the memory. And Carla goes looking. So I figured, you know, it. Records. So I got onto Ancestry. Sorry. No, just saying, uh, you. Oh, I got records. Uh, our records seem to go back maybe 100 or but uh, yes, uh, we yes. Didn't, we didn't, uh, the uh, people did not keep a lot of paper records of what happened before that because they didn't no reason to do it. You know, yes. But I did find corroborated for did you to Anna and James Donald. Um, I found pictures of her. Because um, the picture you and then found I was, found you may have found a picture of a woman who looks similarly like you. Yes. 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 Because it's just a different um, version of I you. I did find. Exactly. Exactly. Very similar. And, what I and tell Dave says my personality has always been similar. Right. Because each time that you come through into this life, what comes through from your previous lives are just like the soul that's absolutely you, the soul that's inside of you now doesn't look like you. It looks like you the last time. And so she kept doing the research and she found 
the wedding announcement in the paper of Angela Jenna born, married on December 10th, 1925 to Lucille Spinola. And the at, wedding cake and his- um, And it occurred at Ashland Auditorium in Chicago. And he was a mobster before Al Capone, in Lib which we didn't know that he existed. We'd heard of Al Capone, but we hadn't heard of- And we're like, okay, where is all this coming from? And we got more of the story on, on Ruby and JJ as we meditated. There was a day when I started to tell her more of the story. And as I'm telling her the story, I literally become JJ right in front of her. Carla starts to respond as Ruby Donaldson. And the conversation happens again as we have a shared memory. And we became fascinated with reincarnation after that. You know, we started looking at all the research that they did at the University of Primitive Perceptual Studies. We started looking at religion. Isabella kept showing up. She kept telling us parts of stories, lessons from those lives. And then we started documenting and writing everything down. Soon we found 42 past lives for me in 35. And we found shared experiences in 20, not always as a love interest. Sometimes it was a mother, mother, son. Sometimes it was sister and brother. Sometimes it was next door neighbor or friend. But in 29 lives, there was always some sort of love that was shared between the two, not always romantic. Yeah, that was but, one but of the questions. Love I was, was love. I was going to ask you a question about that, which was uh, how many times were the uh, the roles reversed? Because as I tell everybody, we come back into these lives all the time, but we don't always come in, and the and then the roles get reversed all the time, the body. So I'm sure you guys reversed roles all right. the time. Right, correct. No, not not as the male female role, but it's interesting that you bring this up because we found role reversals many times because we've got like for me 42 lives in a row right and so there's a time when we are vikings landing on the scottish soil and the next life we're scottish fighting the english and the next life we're english fighting the scottish and the next life carla's a viking descent and returns into the into england so literally we're fighting on different sides of even the same war at times so that we're experiencing the other side. Right. So that sort of follows that. We've also been kings and queens or slave and slave owner on opposite sides of, of the same issues in many lives because we live both sides to learn compassion for what the other side is experiencing. Yeah. And it does happen for men and women, role reversal, or it can happen We've been taught lessons like it can happen for if you're an alcoholic and you raise a son when you're an alcoholic, that gets passed along, along family lines, but you can return in that family line two or three lives down the line because you will have an alcoholic father so that you will experience the other side or so that you can break the chain. Yeah. Change the, ch change the chain. Someone yes. has to step up and stop the slavery or stop the alcoholism or stop the abuse.
because that's the role to stop the chain. Yes, I, I use alcoholism a lot for uh, and people with their own decision-making, whereas I tell them that uh, if you were my best friend and you were an alcoholic, I would do everything that I could possibly do to help you along the way, keep you away from drugs and alcohol, keep you away from the bars, although who doesn't like a good strip club every now and then? But uh, yeah, you, you keep them away from all that stuff. But yes, you just got the joke. But uh, what happens at that point is I could do all those things for you, but I can't do them until you choose, no matter what I say and do, isn't yeah. going to make a difference until you choose to stop drinking, which were along the lines as you said. But again, that's that's everyone's choice in this and world. Daniel, and Daniel, that really gets down to almost the the bottom line lesson. Everything you do is a choice and every choice has a consequence and you're responsible for your own actions. Yes. And Isabella's lesson broke it down into five simple rules. Um, actually, she said, you know, everybody knows if you live a life without conceit, jealousy, selfishness and love, everything else that you do is categories. You'll get off the karmic wheel. So if you think about that, every time you make a choice or a decision, ask yourself, is this out of conceit, selfishness, jealousy, or unforgiveness? And if it is, stop, evaluate, reevaluate if you have to, passion and love. Yes, absolutely. As I tell everybody, you know, uh, we learn these things here uh, from part of the, the learning experience, but we learn we learn how to have pain, anger, some other stuff. It's up, it's up to us to make the choice on whether we act on those things. And we don't have to act on any of someone. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to have greed over anyone. We're not supposed to have power and control over anyone to have that, but we don't have to feel as though we don't have to let people convince us that we are horrible people or we, but we, this is part of the learning process with, with positive thinking. Mm -hmm. Like Isabella says, it's not what happens to you in life. It's what you choose to act to it. Yes. Yes. Cause you can be anything you can do or be anything you want to be in this world, but you have to have that. You have to make the choice to do, do that. And, just not a lot of people do, and that's, that's the that's the issues in this world. And I can feel your pain from the, the, the very beginning of your story about the medical records part, because uh, before I was I in prison, oh. and, and we were that's and I, when I went in and did that, this was the point where we were transitioning from doing the records, and I used to sit there and uh, scan forms all day long, so. Uh, yeah, and I know all the doctors did not know yeah. this stuff. It was horrible then. I'm sure it's a little bit better now. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel your pain. So I, I yeah, get it's, it, so. We're all used to it. Yeah. 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 We're, we're all so used to it. So we had, you know, the, we had an experience related to stress. Yes. Yes. And then absolutely with the, uh, with the meditation, uh, as I always tell people, they always want messages, but they're not. And I, I stress to them, but horrible word to use, but I stress to them, the best way you're going to get meditation, but in order to do meditation and in order to mind, and in the, in the, in the idea of having a clear mind, what are you doing at that? That's, that's why I said before we did this interview, uh, I'm in your space because I understand it, because this is what I teach people all the time. I, I do teaching videos as well about uh, not, not, per, not per se how to get them into meditation, but the but the uh, the aspects of, of doing med meditation and the, the benefits of what this will do for you, it'll release all that stuff from your mind. It's going into meditation and you're learning how to release it then. Why can't you learn? To
Correct, Daniel, and, and really gets to the point where so many discussions lead to something regarding adversity and how terrible life is and suffering. And if you're an eternal being, does it matter? You, it, it matters if you, you know, let it matter to you. It, but if you, you know, you're gonna not let it matter. But that, but again, like I just said, we're just successful when we overcome adversity. Yes, and it's it's choo it's choosing to want to to want to overcome the adversity in your lives. But uh, but the unfortunate part that we have going on in this world is the world narrative that is out there doesn't want us to know how much power we have over ourselves because they want us to believe that on them for everything. You know, I know I know you're a, a doctor, but um, but in this in another sense that I tell people that you have a choice. Uh, there, a lot of these feelings and a lot of these things are going on in our lives. We are choosing to hold on to them. If you have depressive feelings within inside of you, the reason you, you have them is because you have chosen to hold on to them. Just like, you know, in, in a sense, again, no, no, no offense, Doc, but uh, uh, in a sense that we would send someone, okay. to, we would send someone to a doctor to, uh, to help us with our depression. And the doctor's going to do one uh, give you some medicine for that that's going to suppress all that stuff, but it's still going to be there. Or two, they're going to send you to a specialist who is going to help you talk. You know what people could do? They could understand that, but the world, the world Absolutely. wants us to believe. They want us to believe that we have to rely on them for everything, whereas if we looked inside with that and spirit by doing at time, you would realize that you don't need by doing that yourself, by, choices, by learning to let it go. But you're here to tell us everybody, tell everybody here. Well, and people don't want doing. to take responsibility. Right. Because they want everybody else to do it for them because they don't want to take mm -hmm. They want a free pill that makes it all better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always tell people all the time, you want the, uh, you want the, the free pill is not going to help you with your diet. There's only one diet that works. Uh, eat less and move more. That's all. <laughs> but uh, people don't want that. They want to go to Jenny mm -hmm. Craig, you know, I mean, uh, I, I was I was sick earlier this year. I got the flu. Uh, we moved out to Arizona back, and then I ended up getting the flu, and I was in bed for three and a half weeks. As as I always tell everybody, yeah, I tell everybody. Uh, I don't re recommend that as a diet plan, but uh, Jenny Craig doesn't have shit on me. So uh, uh, I, yeah, you you can you can learn it. To, yeah, you can, I, I used to be like two hundred seventy, but uh, but uh, you you can learn to take care of yourself. And to, and to learn to make decisions for And the other thing, Daniel, for every physician, certainly there's different perspectives. Yes. But one of the perspectives is, you know, stress literally does cause disease. And so addressing your own stress gets rid of disease. Yes. So, and you can do that. Now, the other thing that we really do in medicine that is successful is attempting to restore you back to where you were. It's, it's not, we don't fix your problem. Right. We a lot of times restore you back to where you were and hopefully you can maintain that on your own. Yes, yes. It's really a matter of self-healing almost all the time. Uh, you know, sometimes a lot of medicine is biomechanics, trying, you know, orthopedics is restoring yourself physically, you know, they replace a part, but it's trying to put you back to a spot where you can be stable yourself. Right. We right. do give blood pressure medicine. 
because your blood pressure has gotten so bad that we need to control it so that it doesn't cause more damage. Right. We are really controlling the blood pressure by manipulating something else. It's not, it's not, we're not fixing your blood pressure. We're manipulating something else. Again, meditation can reduce blood pressure. If it's really pathologically high, we give you a pill because it's dangerous to have it pathologically high. If your blood sugar is pathologically high and we can't control it with diet and exercise, we give a pill to lower the blood sugar because it's going to cause damage somewhere else. We're not really fixing it. Right. We're controlling it because you can fix it yourself easier. Unless you have a broken bone or something like that. Was as I tell people, you know, doctors Correct. doctors can fix the the broken bones and they can mend the body, uh, but what they cannot do is, uh, as you guys are are talking, fixing your soul is your responsibility. Yes, because uh, as I always tell everybody, uh, there's two rules in this world, and as long as you comprehend the rules, them, you're going to appreciate your lines. And rule number one is people die every day. Yes. But, uh, but, when we're, but when you leave here, you may have to come back and do it all over again because uh, you didn't learn the lessons that you needed to learn. You have to come back and learn the lessons and fulfill that purpose and try to get it done. And life is all about learning, growing. Yes. yes we're all, Learning compassion, learning yeah, love. Yeah, we're learning all the time. And, and, and uh, I, you know, I, I read... Uh, Time it was a picture of this monk sitting there, and he said uh, uh, that uh, being still, being quiet is blissful. But in my mind, a spirit tells me if you're doing nothing, if you're just being quiet, you're not doing anything. You're not. Oh, Daniel, you might be the first host that's ever said that, but this is one of those. I I, I love that because this is one of the things Isabella said: the choice to do nothing. It's a choice that has karmic reality. Yes. If you don't try to help another, you're still failing. If you're a parent who doesn't parent because you're making a choice not to be involved. Right. It has karmic reality. Yes. Those are those are choices to do nothing. And choices to do nothing carry just as much karma as choices to do the wrong thing. Yes. I, I tell people all the time we you have uh, two lives you can live here. You can live the alternative path or you can live the correct path. And if you're living the alternative path, what you're doing is you're doing nothing. You're not helping anyone like that. And you're just going to return back to learn to learn those lessons again. Or you're living the correct path, which is fulfilling means your purpose is to go out. Is we are here to help each other just for the sake of just because we should. And we can all do this all the time in a physical way. Say, hey, I need, uh, excuse me, uh, miss. I'm lost. Can you help you to use your free will to decide whether you could say, oh, I hate people and I'm not going to help you and blah, 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 and get away from me. Or you physically help that person and you help them find their way and you get on that. And then you stay on that correct help you to look at, get that lesson learned in your life so you don't have to continuously repeat it. Over. You know, it's a hard deal here. People don't just imagine that this place with these other horrible things that are going on. When do we learn to turn around? Yeah, Daniel, something else I, that we often tell people and I, it, what you just said reminded me, really we come with only two purposes. It's either to help someone or test someone. We are, we're either returning as a soul group with the same people and it's either as a karmic mate or a family mate, however you would like to call that. But we're either, 
a test for someone else or we're here to help them. Yes. And the test is really to help them yes. grow. So the, the purpose is that we're gonna hopefully all someday be family mates, no more karmic mates, no one who's testing us only to help us. And when we get to a point where we're only helping each other or we're all serving with, we can really get off this entire wheel. We yeah, can return cool. back to God, creator, Tao, source, whatever you would like to call that. I, I don't like to define it. I, I call it God because I was Catholic, but and so was I. Return to to your original soul, love and compassion. After we've experienced all these things, you return back to heaven or the spiritual realm, the world, of, the, the surrounding with angels and the spirit guides and they're meant to ascend back to that point. Yes. And what you've learned through all of your lives is that adversity means nothing. And then you return to us to the state of bliss without wants or needs. Right. And people always say, well, won't you be bored? No. You can't be bored without wants or needs. No. It can't be done. Yeah. Boredom is a need. Yeah, that's what I try to tell people here within the uh, within the reasoning of, of Jesus being here to show us that we could all share each, everything in the world, take care of each other. And and you could go to a doctor just to be healed by that doctor or not. Or, or you could, I could have a Porsche, you could have a Porsche, we could all have a Porsche. We could all put the cool little doodads on the Porsches because the only reason we have a Porsche now is to show a little bit of a status and how much better I am than you. But if we all have, can have one, then the wants and needs are going to have one. Then we all go back to the original idea that that we are uh, we're all going back as equals, uh, as long as you choose to go back. Uh, but uh, but back to that that particular place. But where are we going? As I like to say, we're all going back to we're all going back home to the original family, which we're in a place where we are all do. And if we were to really realize that we're all related, we're all interconnected. Yes, if we if we realize that here, change things so we could get done with this experience here. Again, Daniel, I love because you have certain perspectives <laughs> yeah. that come through that Isabella has always shared. One of her favorite lines is, "Yes, you are all special, and just not special." Right. Yeah. People out in the world are famous. Why? And once you learn that, you make them famous. Correct. Well, and we've all been kings and queens. We've all been paupers. We've all been saints and sinners. We've all taken no reason to want what another one has in our life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as as within the, uh, as I tell people, when you're doing the past life regression, the only reason a lot of people want to do past life regressions these days is because, or the ancestry.com is because they want a story to tell someone else about, look, look at the, uh, I used to have royalty in my in my family, yeah. or, or I had this and I had that. But as I tell everybody, you've been here so many times. We are all from all over this world. We have all been in royalty. We've all had kings and queens and, and mayors and presidents and, and uh, in Indian tribes. We've all been a part of that many, many times before. You don't need to tell a story. What's important with your life is what you do. Absolutely, Daniel. And that's, that is another one of the same messages. You might have been a king. So it sounds exciting that you found this out when you did a past life. But you weren't doing something right because you're still here. Right. 
So being a king doesn't make you special. No, no. Mm -hmm. Yes, doesn't make you special. It probably meant you were a failure at the king. Yes, I tell people all the time, we have all been to heaven. If you look out in the world right now and you see the other 9 billion people who are here on earth right now, they have all been to heaven. And just like you, they had to. Correct. What makes them so special the, now? The actual lesson. Nothing. 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 The only thing that makes them special <laughs> is they have an opportunity now to change tomorrow. Yes. Yes. So they have an opportunity now. And so some of the things they can do. If, if don't support the next war, unless it's to, to protect the innocent. Yes. Don't pollute this world because it, you need a place to return to. Yes. Not only are you protecting this for your children, but you're protecting it for you because you're coming back here if you don't, if you're, if you're polluting, because you're going to come back to a world worse than it is today. Yeah. So today, make the world better. Because if you make the world better today, if you do come back, it's going to be a better place than you're living. If you make the world worse now, it's going to be a worse place when you come back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always tell people that as well, that uh, you want to get your lives, uh, your lessons done. Because every time you come back into this world, going to be, you've been here many, many, many water. And, and if we continue on, this, we're going to get to back to a space again. So why do you want to mm -hmm. continue? to do that why does anyone correct agree? no one wants we're, we're have, we have to learn some are having to make some sacrifices uh if we have to the next time around this was beyond the veil with daniel jackson with dave and carla in part one of get off the karmic wheel subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes for more information about dave and carla visit them at www.thegiftofpastlives.com their books are available now on amazon remember to subscribe so you don't miss part two thanks for watching and we'll see you next time on beyond the veil with daniel jackson